0: what's going on guys juliano melli here with the bionic podcast episode number one i'd like to welcome my guest mr Nicolò melli how's it going bud pleasure pleasure having you on the podcast sir so guys i want to explain a couple of things before we get started so first things first guys the first series like i mentioned on my last youtube video is going to be meet team bionic so the whole purpose of that is i want to show you guys who my support system is so you know, dating back to when I used to play sports, like the real, the real core of who used to come watch me play, like my family, um, the people that really have like big influences on me, I want to bring on the podcast. So like I said, guys, it's about 10 episodes, starting off with the man himself, my dad, the legend, Nick Melly. Uh, what's going on, pops? What's going on, bud? Uh, not much. So. Second thing, guys, I want to explain to you. We're going to have a little game here on the Bionic Podcast, okay? I haven't explained this yet. I'm going to explain it right now. Okay, so these mugs right here, as you can see, they're Bionic Podcast mugs. As you can check out the logo up on the wall there. Um, So in these mugs, I'm going to drink whatever it is the guest pleases every single podcast. So if a guest wants to come on, right? They want to have a coffee. They want to have a glass of wine, whatever it may be. I'm going to join the guests and I'm also going to provide the drinks as well. So you can come on the podcast with me, guys, have a drink with me. And what I want you guys to do, the viewers, is I want you to comment in the section below. If you're on YouTube, I'd like to welcome all listeners on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, any other platform that we're streaming on. Um, If you guys feel like you know what's in the mystery mugs comment in the section below i'm going to figure out some sort of prize or shout out to do with the person that gets it right but as the video is going along based on based on our facial reactions and all that kind of stuff i want you guys to guess what's going on in the mystery mug so i'm going to do a toast to start off the first bionic podcast ever all right let's do this with nick melly cheers boss all right cheers bud there you go cheers to everybody awesome
1: so all right let's do this so how you doing jules not too bad pops how about yourself I'm doing good. You know, it's nice to be here.
0: Yeah, it's been a long time coming, eh?
1: Yeah. We've been waiting for a little bit of time. Yeah. Let's since do this. yeah,
0: guys. So since the quarantine started, I, I've had this um vision about the podcast. I bought these mics, no word of a lie, like in June. These professional mics <laughs> that move with us, right? So I really hope the audio quality is great for you guys. I wanted this to be as professional as possible guys you're gonna see in the gym vlog and I feel like that if I do something I'm gonna do 110% of my effort and that's thanks to my parents so again guys that's why I'm bringing on the people that I really really love my close family members um, everybody like that that has a big influence on me so I want to start off by talking a little bit about my pops uh, this guy's done so much for me and I just want to start off by asking him some questions and just going through uh, some of his life uh, experiences journeys Um, So first thing I want to talk about is earlier in the year, in the year, my pops got a promotion um, to become a senior director um, for the company that he works for. So this is a long time coming. Uh, My pops used to work in operations yeah, and then he got transferred to uh, more of a broad job where he's taking care of things on an international perspective. So uh, that was huge for you. Um, I want you to explain your journey um for those of you that don't know my family originated in montreal uh, both my parents until they moved over here to mississauga to start their life um having kids and doing everything like that so explain to us a little bit about your journey where you started all
1: right well uh, number one i'm super excited to be here jules um i've seen you come a long ways with uh, bionic fitness so uh i'm like super honored And, and you know what talking about My story overall, in in particular to, you know, from the grassroots, when you're thinking about, you know, what you're most passionate about. To me, I think it's always about finding that passion. It's like, what is it? It's like you're not born with it, but eventually you start to learn a little bit more about yourself, and and then you start to realize what you really enjoy. So my first job back in 1997 uh, in Montreal, I was a, a dishwasher and uh, at a fine dining Italian restaurant in Lachine, Montreal. So uh, Il Fornetto gave me my first opportunity to really uh, look at culinary and get into the restaurant world. And it was thanks to my brother. My brother knew the uh, the owner. And uh, at that point, I, I got the job as a dishwasher. I was getting $5 an hour. So if you could imagine, I, I was just like scrubbing pots and pans. But more importantly, I was really observing like what other people were doing. So they were like sauteing and they were making pasta and they were doing all this stuff, which I thought was like super cool. I, I immediately I would go home at like twelve, one o'clock in the morning and my dad would be like losing his marbles because I would come home and start cooking. But as much as he would lose his marbles, like no, no, Luigi he would just come out of the bedroom and he'd be like, what the hell are you doing? jesus christ like it's like. but it smells good it? but it smells good though But it smells good though right <laughs> what you're so, ma- you
0: making though i'm kind of hungry yeah so he's like
1: you know like, i hope you made some for me too right so, <laughs> so anyhow um so I, I i quickly learned that i did have a passion for that so i, I think by virtue of employment mm-hmm. back in those days the food business was easy it was easy to get a job at a food establishment of some sort. So mm-hmm. I, I kind of continued that trek. And so until the point where I felt like I, you know, I, I needed to expand my horizons. Right. Mm-hmm. And so as I started to expand my horizons, I got into culinary school. So understanding the importance of getting into culinary school, I thought, well, what, what could I possibly learn in culinary school? I've, I, I've made pizzas. I've, I've done all kinds of other various jobs in other different types of uh, restaurants Mm -hmm. but really the 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 education of the culinary school was all about food science it was all about understanding the history of culinary so the more engulfed i got into culinary school the more i started to understand that there's way more beyond the uh, you know pizzas i was making Mm -hmm. and the burgers or you know, some of the sauces and salad dressings and, and all that. So, so basically
0: what you're trying to say is like, number one, I want to toss in that originally you didn't finish high school.
1: I I, I didn't. No, and, and you know what? You, That's a really good point. You like, went back. I, I had, in order to get back into
0: culinary school. So this is the key. So this is what I <laughs> want to talk about. So you understood that to perfect your craft, you had to go to a hands-on practical college, right? It's so almost actually, like the yeah. same thing I did, right? Like I didn't. Finish university it wasn't Mm -hmm. for me um but the the hands-on practical part is something that you succeeded at like you were very good at displaying your skills on a turkey or a chicken or something but not on a piece of paper right but you also you did excel because you enjoyed it so you were also at the top of your class right i was yeah you know what And
1: funny enough and i'm glad you brought that up because in essence i did not finish high school um i never graduated But in order to get into culinary school, I had to take night courses and so on and so forth, So, which gave me the opportunity to get into uh, culinary school because I needed my high school diploma. Mm -hmm. Once I got there, I I exceeded because of all my experience. So Mm -hmm. because of my experience in various restaurants, I had a deeper understanding. So I got voted class president. And I was thinking a class president, like in high school, I wouldn't even have thought of fucking class president. <laughs> right. I was a class clown more than anything. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but that, I was, yeah, I was definitely right. nowhere close to being a class president. And even more importantly is as I continued to go through what I was most passionate about is the recommendation letters I was able to draw from these professors these culinary professors right and so that's what really
0: started to set the stage so when i started to realize that i was really good at something Mm -hmm. yes 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 that's what i was going to mention so when you're passionate about something and you're like i I have a knack for this like you know you know there's hockey players that like kind of know this at a young age everybody that plays sports like the guys that go famous like they know at a young age like i'm good at this you know what i mean like i i I can i can cook yeah and you and after you got that confidence right that's when you came here and you kind of started applying to different jobs you didn't know exactly what you were going to do um something i wanted to mention was you used to work two jobs when i was a kid so guys when i was younger um this guy used to work a nine to five come home uh no not even not even come home sometimes it goes straight to his job yeah Straight to the next job. Yeah, so he was actually a custodian for uh the school board and used to work the night shifts after elementary school go and clean the elementary schools. Um, while after I was home from school, so I I can faint faintly remember my dad not always being home at night and on Sunday mornings and stuff like that. So what I wanted to ask you is along your journey, um, what would, what would you say is like. The, the one promotion that like, say you started as a dishwasher line cook, like that, that casual progression, right? A lot of people will just become like an executive chef and like call it a day. Um, what promotion was it for you that you felt like, okay, now I think a little, I, I know a little bit more than just cooking food, like mm-hmm. food costs, all those little things that you know really well. Like when did you be like, Oh, like, you know what? I feel like maybe I can help a company this way instead of just cooking their food. Like what was that switch for you?
1: Yeah, no, that's a really good question. So I you're you're right. So as I started to work several different jobs, and you know, and a lot of people will work different jobs just to make ends meet, right? And sometimes it's not the most glamorous, mm-hmm. you know. Uh working for the Peel District School Board as a night custodian was not the most glamorous glamorous job, but I think what it did teach me was work ethics, right? So in essence, if you're willing to work hard and get through difficult times, it starts to instill different work ethics. As it did that, it started to develop a thought in my mind that there's more that than just washing floors and sweeping floors that I can do. So I knew that there was more I can do and I just needed to figure that out. And so I did that with the company I was working with in the sense that I started to realize that I understood food costs. I understand I understood how to deliver good quality food and i understood how to lead people so it was really the pivotal point for me was the leadership aspect of what i did so as i started to learn and understand that as long as i can be an effective leader that i could there's nothing i couldn't do right so as i started to learn more about myself and i you know once i started to learn more about how i can better myself from a leadership standpoint That was the pivotal point for me. So it was, you know, when when a company looks at you and says, hey, would you be interested in a food service director's job? Hey, listen, we have an opportunity downtown Toronto, you know, as a general manager, would you be interested in that? And so that's when you start to think that, wow, here's a company that actually looks at me far more than what I currently do, Mm -hmm. but more as kind of the next step and as a general manager so now you're you know i found myself not going to work in a chef jacket any longer so you would
0: say that 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 switch was when you went from kind of in the kitchen whatever to a general manager To a general manager so now i'm managing a business mm-hmm. so now like there's i i'm chef. managing a chef right yeah, exactly yeah. so now you're not the one in charge of like cooking the food you're in charge of the of the food in general period exactly and i think i think that was for me for the longest time people would always ask me like oh what does your dad do and i would always be like my dad shows i don't right. know <laughs> no, no no this is what i would say to people because i had a lot of people and like guys and girls in universities because uh, their company does a lot of uh, higher education stuff so they have the contracts at universities. so i would have friends texting me saying yo I think your dad's in our cafeteria right now, like, and I'd be like, "What do you mean?" And like, I think I see your dad right now, and I'd be like, "At Brock, and they're they're at Laurier, and and then I'd get it, and and I'm like, "Oh yeah, they have the 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 account there, right?" So what I would explain to people is I would say like, my dad's the guy that like shows up in the suit, and everybody just shits their pants, like everybody's just like we better make sure we're making this pasta, right? Or else Nick Melly's going to eat us alive. (laughs) So that's kind of the way that I used to explain things, which was his most recent job um, traveling before COVID hit. Right. So that's another big thing too. Um, Before the pandemic and stuff, this guy was like out of town, like Monday to Thursday, almost like every week, like all over North America, all kinds of universities in the States. Guys, I have like, I have gear from like UMass, from like North Carolina, from like, Unis in Kansas, like, all kinds of stuff. Like, it's just, like, absolutely crazy. The, the, the job that you have is really, really cool. You've been to California, wine tasting. Like, this guy lives the life, okay? <laughs> this guy right here, he gets flown around. He, this guy right here, you know what he told me one time? He told me one time, he's like, he's like, buddy, you want to know why we do what we do? And I'm like, why? He's like, because when I leave the house, I don't pay for nothing. And I'm like, what do you mean? And he's like, the taxi to the airport, expensed. The flight, expensed. The hotel, expensed. What I eat there, expense. When I come home, I haven't spent a dollar. And I just love that because I'm like, you know what, man, like, This guy's experiencing so many cool things. Like another big thing that's going on right now with my age group is like everybody wants to travel. Just got out of school. I want to travel. I want to see the world. All this kinds of stuff. But my my dad did it in a different way. Like he grinded at the beginning and now he's traveling in his later years. He's he's he really are seeing the world now. You know, like I haven't been to half the states in the United States. I've only been to like Florida, like literally one (laughs) state. You know what I mean? And this guy's been all over the map, enjoying really good foods. I, I love to hear his stories when he comes back on the road and stuff so um i wanted to share your story dude because it's so inspiring uh going back to montreal guys seeing where both my parents came from it was always super inspirational for me because you didn't have much when you were growing up you know but Mm -hmm. now me growing up um not that i had an abundance of things but i know i i know how fortunate i am and it's only because of you guys. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It's because you've worked hard in all these positions to kind of provide for us to, to give us the life that we have. Um, and the fact that you are super corporate and everything like that now is only more beneficial, beneficial for me (laughs) because whenever I have business questions or ideas or anything like that, I just go to this guy, I go to Louise, I ask them questions and it's just absolutely amazing, um, to have you as an outlet, um, all of your experiences and stuff like that. Like it's, it's it's unbelievable man. The, the the things that you've done are are out of this world. So I know that COVID has slightly trumped Nick Melley's. Guys, when flights got canceled, th- this guy, 2 weeks in, he looked at me. He's I'm like, dying. "I'm he's dying." Like, he's like, "I feel like a bird whose wings have been clipped." <laughs> he's like, "I can't fly anymore." He's like, "If the airplanes aren't flying, that means I'm not doing my job I'm not because doing literally, my cuz realistically guys like yeah. i've i used to spend a lot of time in the house by myself or like my dad would be like yeah i'm back on thursday or i'm back wednesday or wherever this guy's in thunder bay up north in canada he's in uh like i said like in the states like all kinds of places and i'm like oh, i'm like okay yeah see you next, see you in, the, in the later in the week dad whatever like this guy's <laughs> just like gone right and, but i i i as a 22 year old now I really, I I like to see that, you know, I'm not like, Oh my dad's never home. Like it's not like that. I'm, I'm more like, that's so sick what you do, dude. And like all the gear and stuff that this guy buys me, like t-shirts and stuff from all these universities. Like, I love it. So uh, Mm -hmm. it's, it's been sick to watch you go from like dishwasher to this and that. Like as a kid, obviously, like I didn't know exactly what was going on, but as I got older, as I experienced more things, I was like, you know what, man? Like my dad's been through a lot. That's why he's the number one episode because, I I take a lot from this guy, man. Like, this guy you're you're like my role model man so i don't want to get in the feels i don't want anyone to cry don't don't start crying now <laughs> on my podcast start, i need
1: kleenex don't, don't start i crying need now. fucking kleenex now. This <laughs> is episode number
0: one dude don't start crying <laughs> on my podcast but you know like it he he really is my role model like you have famous uh athletes and stuff like that that you look up to but at the end of the day like i will always look up to my dad so um that's why i wanted to come on here and ask you these questions you know, you've had a sick journey dude now I wanted to talk to you about, um, our brotherhood. So kind of just connecting all the dots here, um, uh, me looking up to you and, uh, the way that we talk and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of people envy, not envy, but they, they see the fact that me and you are like brothers, you know, like you guys you don't understand we're trying to we're trying to be like professional on the bionic podcast here me and nick melly we, <laughs> bro we shoot the shit like me and this guy have any conversation that we need to have i'm like an open book with him like ever since i was like 14 years old guys you have no idea like since uh, we were like uh, going on vacations as a family and stuff like i would i would show this guy that i'm drinking like at a young age like in high school and he he would you know give us leash like he wouldn't be like too strict with us and, and i think that from a parenting perspective you have a lot to offer so um what i wanted to ask you about was you know wh- what what do you feel is is the most important thing for parents when they're dealing with teenagers or young adults um, kids are going through changes they're, they're becoming who they are um like what do you think is like one of the most important things that you need to to do as a parent to make sure that your kids are kind of on the right track so that's a loaded question. <laughs> <laughs> that's a loaded question. So some of the sub some of the subtopics I yeah. have here is like he's always supported me. Um, he's always allowing me to do what I love. So when I quit my job earlier this year, I went to my dad. I told him, "Yo, dude, I I I need to quit my job. It's not for any like um specific not like not that it's not for a specific reason, but it's more like I I knew I wanted to quit. I knew I wanted to do bionic full time, and I knew that there was like um something calling me to give like more time and attention so a a traditional strict italian parent would be like you need to be working like this guy go get a job i'm going to tell you a quick story like get a
1: job quick ass
0: story guys (laughs) when i started bionic fitness before it was team bionic and uh i i was working a job in between school this is after i came home from university i had like 50 bucks in my bank account like to my name like it was crazy and i got (laughs) home and nick melly's like get a job now now and i was like yes sir right away i went out i got a job i was making like a good amount of money and then i was like i worked it for a month i made like a couple couple thousand dollars i was like i was like you know what i really want to do this whole fitness thing this fitness thing is sick i want to do this like i love this you know it's my passion you know (laughs) and this guy was like what are you Wait, you're not gonna work? And I'm like, No. He's like, Go get a job. He's like, <laughs> he's like, What do you mean you're not gonna work? And I'm like, I'm not I just need a couple weeks. I was like, Let me make the business cards, let me make the logo, let me make the name, let me create the Instagram account on all the social medias and all that kind of stuff. And guys, no word of a lie, every single morning at seven AM, this guy used to get up and come into my room and 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 come and wake me up and be like, So you going out to hand resumes out today? And I'm like oh yeah 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 i'm like half asleep. did you iron your shirt did you iron your shirt (laughs) do you have an outfit for today and i'm like what do you mean he's like for resumes i'm like oh my god okay i'll get a job (laughs) literally no no word of a lie guys so going from that like strictness i i know that you have a very good blend of hardcore parenting strict and fear like guys i was fearful of my father growing up don't get that wrong we we were only brothers like past the age of 10 like I was scared of my dad but I want you to give like one piece of advice they would give to parents on how their kids can be super open with them and how their kids can like allow their kids to flourish
1: yeah and, and and I think you know what you 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 mentioned a couple of really key points right so one of them it 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 sounds like fear but I think it's your or most teenagers' internal fear of disappointment, right? So mm-hmm.
0: Well, nobody wants to disappoint their parents. No, right?
1: right? Exactly. And I, I felt the same way, and I felt like, you know, I don't want to disappoint my dad or my mom or my family or even my friends, right? So everything I did at some point when it started to click in, was everything was about making sure that I was doing the right thing for the right reason. And you know what, Jules, to be completely honest, I mean, I think that you know, as you were going through those changes and those difficult times, you know, it was all about keeping you focused on the end game, right? So what happens is it, it's it's the difference between saying, oh, my God, you know, like, he's having a little bit of stream of bad luck and what have you, mm-hmm. and, you know, this is all pre-COVID for sure, mm-hmm. right? And then the understanding that, okay, so maybe – You know, maybe this is not for him or maybe this is not for Billy or for Jane or whatever. You know what? The reality is that you have to work hard. So I've always instilled that into uh, my kids to say, work hard and see where the light takes you, see where the uh, opportunities take you. And I think for you, you know, some of the (laughs) and I could think back on a couple of opportunities that you've undertaken where, you know, you you may have kind of strayed a little bit in saying that, you know, it's all about how much work and work ethic you put into something, right? Mm-hmm. So you, you, you talked about my, you know, my opportunities and my, my current job, and, and really, you know, I am fortunate. I, I work for a company that understands and appreciates all the work I do, right? And I think that's because of my work ethics and I think ultimately it, it's because I actually have a passion and I really appreciate what I do mm-hmm. I appreciate the people I work with so because of my attitude because of my passion and I love what I do I love the people I impact that that reflects
0: it reflects off of you yeah it, it really does like I'll, I'll be honest with you like watching this guy it's not like he's Yes, you get stressed at times. Everybody gets stressed. Nobody gets stressed. Are you kidding me? There's yeah, no life is easy. Oh, <laughs> life is easy. Yeah, there's no stress. Work a corporate job, it's easy. It's don't easy. Worry. Don't worry. Don't about worry it. about it. It's fine. No, honestly though, you can tell that the the passion and the love for what you do is there. It's present. Like I don't come like as soon as I realize like I'm not happy what I'm doing. I was honest. I was I came home from work. I was like, yo, dad, like I think I think this is it for me, bro. I got a hand in my two weeks. And another thing too is like you, you 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 don't pass judgment. You come from a very realistic standpoint. So that's what I wanted to talk about next quickly, was you know, Nick's life lessons, his perspective, his realism, right? Like when I'm going through something, Nick will just tell me it's all a snapshot in time i'm like what do you mean it's a snapshot in time and he's like tomorrow the way that you view what you're viewing today it's gonna be different Mm -hmm. and this and that and life changes and things are constantly changing and i'm like oh my god like as i'm getting older guys the stuff that my dad used to tell me it only makes sense now when i go through something in life now i'm like oh my god nick told me this when i was like 18. nick Nick told me this two weeks ago or whatever the (laughs) fuck, you know i'm like whatever so anyways (laughs) This guy has been has created a great platform for all of my siblings. Uh he went from having myself and my sister Kat to having four kids, Johnny and Danielle added Louise's kids um to our, our big blended family as we call it. Um and, and you know he's he's done an amazing job. I can honestly say that throughout even having other siblings in my life, he's he gives all four kids the same amount of attention, um or or no attention at all. <laughs>
1: But you know what, Jules, that's a really good point. And I can tell you that, you know, as you grow older and as you grow into your careers and things that you're passionate about, there's so much to learn, right? And so you're you're absolutely right. You know, I always try and teach the kids to, you know, it's a snapshot in time, you know. So, you know, the decisions we make today... Reflect on the knowledge base we have today. Today. Right? You so, can learn things in the days right.
0: to come and it'll change your It'll change making. your perspective, right? Mm, and for so sure.
1: you know, you're right, as as we became a blended family, I I learned so much in that process that um, has completely changed my perspective in life nowadays, right? So you know what?
0: I just saw you take a shot of that. I'm not like, <laughs> I'm a tank. how you feeling now. <laughs> I'm a tank. So, and and that's the thing, guys. My dad has also changed throughout the time being. So, I mean, like, back in the day, you know, if he was, like, you know, I don't know, like, you know, a little quick to act. He's Sicilian. Guys, I tell you, act. listen to this. This this, this guy's Sicilian, right? At the end of the day, (laughs) he's got a short fuse, okay? So, I mean, like, I, you know, you put the garbage away wrong, you're getting a beating. I don't know. It's like. No, I wouldn't give you a beating. I'm just joking. I'm just joking. But anyway, so. He has also changed as well as a parent. So I mean, it's been it's been an, it's been an absolute honor. I and mean, this guy's asked me questions when I was he used to pick me up from parties in high school, ask me questions that no father would ever ask their son. And 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 he was the one that created the brotherhood kind of thing. So I appreciate you for that because yeah. I don't have this expectation based relationship with my dad. It's it's very chill. It's very like I can approach you with anything. So where's the Kleenex? Ah uh, yeah. Nobody cry. If you guys are crying, you lost. <laughs> you lost the game. You can't participate. Anyways, so the next thing I wanted to talk to you about was, um, you know, a little bit about myself. Uh, the reason why I'm doing the Meet Team Bionic series, guys, is because I want going into my first com- uh, my, my first comeback competition, um, which my dad has literally experienced every single sporting event that I've been a part of since I was playing soccer to hockey to high school lacrosse. I think you kind of have to like one game jiu-jitsu did you play bo- lacrosse i did okay two years <laughs> anyways prick uh, <laughs> anyways i've played all kinds of fucking sports guys uh jiu-jitsu <laughs> bodybuilding um all kinds of things and, and and nick has supported me not once has he said anything about any sport i've ever chosen or any route i've decided to go he's always like oh that's awesome whatever supports me um so i wanted to ask you oh, except for that team picture yeah, which we will get to. And that's the next question. <laughs> so um, what I wanted to ask you was to give you guys a little bit of a perspective about myself. The reason why, like I said, I'm doing the team bionic thing is because I want you guys to understand from other people's perspectives, like my mom, my dad, my girlfriend, uh, my stepmom, like people that, you know, have met me throughout the years or that that. You know, um, have grown up with me, um, you know, get get their perspective on what they think about Jules Melly. What you guys, you guys see me as one thing, either if you're my friend or if you've seen me on social media or whatever it is, you guys pass a certain judgment on me. But I want you guys to know a little bit of behind the scenes, who I really am, how I was like growing up as a kid. Um, I feel like it'll create like a uh, like a better story to when I'm when I'm competing, I'm getting on stage, and and everyone's kind of watching it. So what I wanted to ask you is, what was your proudest moment as a father for me um i would say maybe in the past in, in recent times let's say in the past like 4 to 8 years something like that right yeah, you showed up to school one day, and right. uh, <laughs> hey, I think it's a pretty big accomplishment. Right? I, was, I joke, yeah, guys. I don't think the apple falls too far from the tree, and this guy wasn't the best at school. I don't think I was either. But as soon as I went to school for fitness and health, and it was all about lifting weights, go. I was getting nineties. So all of, a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm like a, a genius. All of a sudden, I'm like, as soon as it's about lifting weights, I'm this next genius. You know, like fucking hilarious so i bro. would
1: say you know one of the proudest moments okay so i and i'll never forget i was like yesterday so your your ambition to enter the um single a hockey platforms so i i had a couple of conversations with a uh, several different coaches and you know, they said, "Hey, Nick, if you if you want to, you know, if you want to really connect with the coaches, you gotta really talk to them and really." And I said, "Okay,
0: okay, right, what I gotta do?" Okay, this guy so, had no idea how to play the politics. All right, game anyway. so <laughs> it's politics.
1: Okay, so here here we go. Okay, right, I, I can cook your your family fucking lasagna or something. I don't know. So I'll make I, you dinner. I don't know. I'll make I'll make you dinner. Like I'm fucking. I don't know what else to do. Anyhow, yeah, So uh, I remember it was a Saturday morning, and there were. Th- Three specific um, tryouts.
0: It was double so, A, not but, A. It was. You said A. A. You said yeah, A. You're right. It, it was, was double
1: A. A. It was double. It A, was double yeah. A. So the first one, nine o'clock in the morning. I'll never forget. It was the Streetsville Tigers. So nine,
0: twelve, and two. Right. Nine, twelve, and two. Nine, I, 12 I had three tryouts, back to back to back to back, back.
1: back. all in one day. Holy nine shit. o'clock. Streetsville Tigers spoke to the coach at. No dice. So we went. North and Stars. Jules, unfortunately, you shit the bed on that one. So, well, to their opinion, at least. A lot
0: of a lot of perspective-based opinions on that. Exactly. But so what we, you do? That's uh, hockey. 12
1: o'clock was the uh, North, uh, Mississauga North Stars. So you, uh, you had an opportunity to uh, skate with those folks. Uh, at that point, I was told, you know what? Wow, your son really stands out. But guess what? team's get, full. D- yeah. Hey, you didn't make it.
0: Hey, we had tryouts just to take your money. <laughs> Our team was made fucking two weeks ago. We yeah. just took all these parents' money. I mean, it's just <laughs> that guys, that's hockey for you. Anyways, that's hockey. Politics. So anyhow, so as Thanks we move, for the 40 bucks.
1: Yeah, thanks.
0: Yeah, thank you. Exactly. exactly. So <laughs> uh
1: third tryout was the Mississauga Braves. So
0: uh, as, Jules, a, this, as you remember this. This is as you one. were
1: walking out of my car. I said, "Jules."
0: It was a 2006 Honda go. Civic. It was like the biggest piece of shit. Anyways, <laughs> so
1: I said, "Jules, here's what you're gonna do. If anything out of this whole fucking day that you're gonna get done, I said, at the very least, I said you've got a lot of things going for you. I said." use your strengths, use what your capabilities allow you to, to use, and take the biggest fucking kid on the ice and just lay him
0: out. I said, it was the only way, honest to God, it was the only, but, but is, God, this, was the only thing is, I can think of. This, like, bro, fucking but this, just hammer him in the corner. This might be a metaphor for life guys, because realistically in bodybuilding too, displaying your strengths, and hiding your weaknesses is, like, absolutely massive. Like, you know, I'm, I wasn't the best, you know, I wasn't going backhand shelf on breakaways and stuff like that. Like, I wasn't the best skilled guy, but I was a very good physical player. So my dad told me when I got out of the car, he said, this is what he said to me, guys. He didn't say that. He said to me, he said, take the biggest guy on the ice, pretend like there's another silhouette of him behind him. <laughs> and 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 hit that guy hit the guy behind him which basically means go through the guy like literally through him to the point where his his skates are going to be like parallel to the ceiling and i was like yeah, okay, because man. what I was trying to do in the other two trials is I was trying to <laughs> score goals, I was trying to well, make out, make, right? was I was trying, trying to, to make good out. plays, good breakout passes. Like I was a winger, I don't know what the fuck was going on. I was like, you know, whatever. And this guy's like, you know what, dude? Nothing stands out that more than a massive hit. He's like, lay someone the fuck out. And and, and 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 no one will forget that. And I was like, oh, you know. And, and to be honest with you guys, the, the room that I was in had two guys in it. And I was like, oh, you know, I'm never going to make double A or whatever. And funny thing is, the biggest guy on the ice came from triple so A. So he was a level higher. He was the most scouted guy on the team. And, and I put him almost in a coma as he stepped out from behind. And I'll never forget this hit in my life. But it was one of the times where, you know, I did something my dad told me to do. And, and, uh, <laughs> a little, little bit aggressive. Okay, so but just just to was...
1: say, I didn't say put him in a coma. But... <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no, no. no, You said make a statement. I made the statement right after I got off the ice. Before I even went in the dressing room, the guy asked, uh, who are your parents? Let me talk to them. And when I got out of the room, the the head coach of the team was talking to my dad. So,
1: right. so, so. On that note, mm-hmm. here's the biggest so when you when you think about proud moments, so the proud moment was that Jules you, you, you didn't make the team because fucking who dad knew or uh we played golf together or I, I didn't even know fucking who the coaches were. Shit, yeah, we didn't know okay? anything. Dude. I had no fucking clue. <laughs> you know, and when you look inside the fucking arena, you couldn't fucking tell who was who. Although what I do remember was there was somebody from the Washington Capitals that was affiliated with one of your assistant coaches, which was Chris, right? So what I can tell you is that everything you accomplished was because you made it happen it wasn't i i never played politics i never i never believed in it and even when it did come down to politics we never played it there was no need there was no need for you
0: to mind you mind you you were also from montreal nick grew up playing hockey for fun yeah. Not because he was going to play Junior A and his daddy was going to get him there. His his fucking dad was barely a part of his hockey game. I remember my dad used to tell me he used to take the Metro, which is a train. <laughs> this guy used to take the train by himself with his buddy, with one friend, with their hockey bags on their back all the way to their game and all the way back home by themselves for $3 there and back tickets on the train in Montreal. So you know what, guys? At the end of the day... You you bank on who you are, what you do well, you know, like that's, that's, that's the whole thing, the takeaway. I would say the takeaway to that is going to be, you know, be yourself, do what you do well. And don't worry about what anybody else says or thinks or does, because at the end of the day, you only have control over what you do, not what other people are thinking. Or like you said, like I play golf with this guy or yeah, 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 we work for the same company, blah, 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 blah. The amount of shit that I've seen like that in, in, in the hockey industry is, is just ridiculous. But at the end of the day, even though I'm not a hockey superstar, I can tell you guys right now, I am a coach for all-star hockey. Okay. And I, teach young children how to play hockey at the end of the day i work for a hockey academy right now during this present day guys and it's a great feeling because i i i I let hockey go i went years without playing it and all of a sudden it came back into my life in a great way and you know now i'm i'm teaching the future about how to eat well how to optimize performance how to be a better hockey player my uh mindset wise mental health wise and all these different things so you know the things that you taught me getting ready for games preparing visualizing all these things that i i even took a course guys in niagara college for sports psychology half the stuff that they were teaching me this guy already taught me (laughs) honest to god he's like when we're in the car listen to your music Picture where you're gonna do on the ice. I was like, okay, whatever. And then I'm in sports <laughs> psychology in college, and they're telling me the same thing: a visualization is key. And I'm like, oh my god, I used to do that. Like, it's like, like, my dad actually knew something, but it's almost like it's just it's pure. You know what I mean? It's not like you fucking went to school for that and mm. you taught me that. It's just like that's what you thought was right during yeah. the time. You and know and what I mean? It's
1: very heartfelt, right? So mm, yeah, for you know, sure. when when I think about. You know, my opportunities with the company I work with now, it's all heartfelt. It's all about the people I work with. It's about being genuine. So if anything, I've taught anybody, um, any one of the four kids is that how to be genuine when you're like.
0: I love that word. I love that and word. And
1: you're genuine and you're just like, you know what? Here's why I do what I do. You know, like I yeah. think about some of the projects i work on now i'm thinking you know it's so pure and the opportunity and you care about it right you you end up caring about it right so that's why i always wanted the kids the kids because we we're, were the parents the big right? four <laughs> the big four right so i always wanted the kids to know and understand their material impact and their personal impact on people so when I can impact someone in a personal uh, on a personal level, for example, whether it be whether I'm a director of culinary or whether I'm a parent or whether I'm a just, I don't know,
0: somebody who's traveling on a plane. In every in every perspective, kind in of every thing.
1: perspective. So the idea is when you can feel good about something you did or something you said, you've just moved yourself up that ladder. Mm-hmm. automatically, mm-hmm. right? Automatically. And it whether it's on a personal level or on a professional level, it doesn't really matter because it allowed you to grow
0: someone personally. else. Yeah. So and, 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 it's and, all and, about and, personal and, growth. And give someone else room for growth like yeah hey like you are like this now but now after we've talked about things after you know you've worked on a project with nick melly or whatever now you're you believe that you're capable of doing even more than you 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 even thought beforehand so i think that that that's applied to myself i think you you, you've instilled that in me you've instilled that in all the kids that you that you parented um employees all kinds of people um like I said again, guys, this this is why I wanted to have this guy as, as episode number one because he's impacted so many people. Um, what I do for a living, coaching, quitting my job to be a full-time coach, um, has been because I want to do things to the best of my ability. It's the way I was raised. It's the way that I, it's the only way that I've ever known, and it's only because of my parents. Uh, again, guys, my mom is gonna be episode number two. Um, she doesn't even want to be, but she's going to be, um, (laughs) but you know, I really wanted to show you guys, you know, where I come from the mindset, um, you know, the, the, um, what you may call it, the. The progression, right? Like they're not old school. Like they're not old school parents. And this is what I want to display to my audience and to the world is that these guys are not your typical, um, you know, um, small town in Italy. Like I went to Italy last year, guys. I saw where I'm from, I saw where both my parents come from. Very small towns, like three thousand, four thousand people, tops, like small towns. Like you would believe that these people have the same beliefs as the people in Italy, but they don't this guy's so progressive. He's so about adapting to the times, um, learning. You know what you need to know, what you should know in society. So um, that's had a, that's had, that's had a huge impact on myself. It's allowed me to grow. Um, the last funny thing I wanted to end off on a good note, guys. I wanted to talk about. Um, you went. We went from the most proud moment. I want to talk <laughs> about the most embarrassing moment. What What was something that I I did as a kid that you were like, you know, oh my god, this kid. He's like. Uh, what am I going to do with this guy?
1: Well, you know what, Jules? I'm I'm not going to say that there are many.
0: <laughs> Guys, that's what he said earlier. Right when he told me, I was like, these are the questions. He he wanted to know them in advance. So he had <laughs> some per- some things prepared. He literally said to me, he's like, that's a loaded question. <laughs> and literally two hours before that, he explains <laughs> what a loaded question means. How like there's so many possible answers. And I'm like oh
1: just pick one.
0: Oh, okay, okay so we're gonna pick one. yeah you 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 pick one pops you, 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 do you what know, you need to do
1: so jules i'm gonna tell you when when you think about like most embarrassing moments you know you try and think about moments that infuriated your parents the most or where you've done certain silly things or you've made some odd decisions you're like oh i that. can't
0: believe this guy's carrying my last yeah, name yeah i can't <laughs> did
1: you did you actually do that right but you know what the, the one that stands out to me the most is the uh the picture you know where i'm going with this yeah
0: you know where i'm going with this guys if you're like in my in my top five friend group you know you know this story you, already you know exactly you know where this I'm going story this. yeah the
1: picture where you take it with your team and you're sticking your tongue out guys and i'm not even gonna do it guys wait a general, second general, wait but... a
0: second so in my defense <laughs> what happened was Everybody okay. on my team came to a verbal agreement that we were, it was a stupid little tournament. I don't even know where it was. Like, I was a young kid, like, <laughs> and we're like, you know what, guys, we're in the dressing room. It wasn't even like the picture on the ice with the medals or anything. It was like, we're in the dressing room. It's the team pick. We're going to have a good laugh. Let's make a silly face. Whatever, guys, I pulled this, like cheeks out, like tongue out, like literal tongue out of my mouth, like picture and everybody on the team, not one word of a lie smiles perfectly like it's a school picture and all of a sudden i'm here with my tongue out it was right when email was coming about too it was that right when email was like at its peak like rogers.com like what's (laughs) your no hotmail none of this shit even existed dude and it was like there's this one idiot kid with his tongue out and everyone else on the team is smiling nicely so (laughs) fuck man i would have been pissed at my kid too to be honest like I made a stupid face nobody else did.
1: Well, and it was the only picture that was that was that was the whole point. It was the only picture. Here you go. 1999. Here's a picture of our team and your son in fucking action. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyhow. I mean, look. With Jules, uh, I'm going to be completely honest. When you think about embarrassing moments, most parents will tell you that there's far and few of embarrassing moments. There's not that many times where we can sit there and be like, What the fuck was I thinking of when I had this kid, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So there's not that many. There are a few, not gonna lie.
0: <laughs> Guys, when you have a kid like me, I'm not surprised that they're they're more than one, but <laughs>
1: but uh in in all essence, in the spirit of you know understanding where people can go and understanding where um our lives can take us, I can tell you that where I started and where I'm kind of am today, which doesn't really depict where i where I'm going right mm-hmm. It just tells you where i'm at, I am today, right so I love that um. So where I'm going is a completely different picture, but understanding where you were and where you are today is definitely something that I'm most proud of. And I I can't thank you, honestly, God, as much as, you know, we want to make this about, you know, me and, you know, my opportunity to be on your podcast, but the opportunity to understand who you are and where where you're going in life and where you are, is I couldn't be any more proud of you today and understanding that what you do today changes people's lives. It's changed my life, our family's lives, and we couldn't be more proud of you. Get the tissues, yeah? Okay, so okay. do I <laughs> drop the mic here? I can't even fucking drop the mic. You can't mic, even yeah? drop it.
0: It's on a steel, on a steel <laughs> pole. You can't <laughs> even drop the mic, Pops. All right, guys, I wanted to end it off. I'm going to ask every single person this exact same question. I don't care if you, if you you if the logo is your favorite part about Team Bionic. You can say that. I really don't care for future interviewees. I really don't care. Nick? What's your favorite part about Team Bionic? It's been a thing now for about four years. Um, you know, I've done competitions myself. I've had other people compete, represent our name, uh, represent the logo, represent the company. What is your favorite part about Team Bionic?
1: So Team Bionic so when I think about Team Bionic, right? So it's a cool logo. That's about it no <laughs> bastard <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> no, when I think about Team Bionic. I think about life changing moments. So I think about, you know, the, you know, and everything I, and I know you and I have talked about it so many times, you know, it's that inner strength. It's that fucking inner lion, get shit done, make things change and fucking impact the world around you. Right. So, (laughs) you know, everybody wants to talk about like, oh, you know, it's COVID or it's this or it's that or, you know, I've gone through this in life and that in life. It's about your inner fucking lion and really about making shit happen. Most people will talk about it, but most people will also fucking do something about it. So that to me is what Team Bionic is, is the tipping point. What is the tipping point in, the, in your life? The tipping point in your life is fucking making shit happen or you can be the person sitting by the sidelines going shit and i wish in. i
0: could mm-hmm. wow that yeah i we not even fucking plan that <laughs> wow <laughs> that was like honestly like 10 times better than i ever expected so um you know i really appreciate you coming on the podcast pops like th- i don't think you know there's a better first episode to have um to kind of show people you know where i come from i I like to model myself after you i like to um practice the things that you've preached to me so um you know no better way than starting off the podcast showing people who i really am where i came from this guy right here his nutsack i love you i came from this guy's nutsack i love (laughs) you too honest to god <laughs> like this guy honest to god guys <laughs> a brother a role model a father he's he's he's, he's the, the the complete package he plays guitar he cooks um
1: we didn't even talk about guitar
0: he's teaching me guitar right now guys i'm on my third lesson don't sleep on your boy i'm gonna be shredded diced coach melly while playing guitar at the same time <laughs> it's gonna be absolutely insane guys it's gonna be absolutely insane so my goal guys by the end of 2020 is to be able to um this guy actually has a really cool setup in his house where he has like a mic karaoke setup he has like a, um what you might call it the the shell with, with the with the with the little seeds in it it makes the sound what's it called Yeah,
1: it's the chick-chick. yeah the chicka chicka whatever <laughs> whatever
0: it's called uh, he's got a tambourine. He's got a cowbell with a drumstick. Oh, you can never have enough cowbell. Yeah. So this guy, when he plays, um, when you know, when we have parties and stuff at his house, anybody that's ever partied with me, you guys know that this guy leads the party. Um, he, he, he If you ever party with me, you know that this guy's the reason why I send it the way that I do. <laughs> um. You know, I want to be able to participate in the family karaoke nights and stuff like that and like play some nice chords to the guitar. My goal actually in life is to play backup to Nick Melly, because this guy, (laughs) this guy, guys, he can shred actual guitar, electric guitar, like he can play leads to songs, and I want to allow him to flourish in that while I'm playing background music, he can play the lead to a song, I think that would be absolutely insane, so, you know, there's a lot of cool things coming, guys, Uh, 2021, I'm coming back to the stage, I'm going to learn guitar, well, I already know guitar, I'm going to sharpen up my skills, he's going to lead the way, and dude, love you. Let me too, pops. Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, guys. Episode Thank number you. one: the mystery mugs. Do you have anything left? No, the mystery mug. It's finished. Let me sh- let me shoot the last little bit here, guys. What's in the mystery mug? I'll tell you right now. You won't know. Liquid gold, proper number twelve, orish whiskey from Corner McGregor himself, guys. This is Nick Malley, myself, Michael Muto, our favorite drink ever, guys. I'm drinking it neat, no ice cubes, nothing like that, out go. of the Bionic Podcast mugs. Guys, I cannot thank you enough for tuning in. If you've watched the entire podcast, I love you. Thank you so much. There'll be clips coming on the Bionic Podcast on Instagram all that guys if you want any kind of uh, small topic um, little uh, experiences by Nick and myself I'm going to be recording more podcasts in the future like I said the first episode the first series is going to be 10 episodes where I'm recording the true people in my life guys like I said the people that have shown up to all my sporting events the true core of Team Bionic who created Jules Melly. it's people like Nick Um, awesome guys like I can't tell you enough how proud I am of my last name and, and where I come from. I want to share it with you all. And I hope that this has given you guys an inside look to the person that's going to be showing up on the stage 2021. Obviously I'm not going to be drinking Irish whiskey at the time it may be me let's see it nick another thing guys too nick <laughs> got me into bodybuilding you know like nobody knows this story but this guy he he used to work for muscle tech he used to work for iovate which distributes muscle tech right and here, boys he used and to be girls. he used to be the chef for mr olympia jay cutler back in the day so i wouldn't be a bodybuilder if it wasn't for nick melly this guy literally has taught me everything i know i can't thank you enough bro no. All right, guys, this is Jules Melly with Team Bionic signing out. The Bionic Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you follow, subscribe, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, wherever we are, wherever you're listening. Thank you guys so much, man. I appreciate it. Awesome. Thank you. Take care, boss. Fucking right.